0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at shepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. All right, everybody, welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. Excited today to have live in studio a new buddy of mine. This is Jonathan Anderson. Jonathan, you doing good? I'm doing great thank you for having me yeah absolutely this guy actually put on the internet about i don't know two months ago the way i got to know him he was giving away the hebrews commentary from john owen and he threw up on the internet and we live i don't know 10 minutes away and i think it was me and one other guy Mm -hmm. that commented and somehow i got in there and just buzzed i was like honey i gotta go and (laughs) Got in the car, and I think within yeah, like 13 minutes, exactly. I was at your house, yep,
1: and got that. So shout out to Banner of Truth there. Yes, exactly. So it was like bent, bent. Yes. So uh, basically, the original one they sent me got damaged in the mail. So yeah. I emailed them, sent them a picture of the damage, and they're like, "Okay, we'll send you another set completely free, and just do what you want with the other one." So, and you're kind of thinking like maybe you would get those three. Yeah, books. I was. I was just thinking I would yeah. get those one or two that got messed up and they sent the entire set so that's pretty was it daily was it what's his name uh, pat daly that you talk with uh no it was okay. i can't remember
0: who it was okay uh, we've worked with the banner and done giveaways okay. we've, we did giveaways for the uh, lloyd jones on romans mm-hmm. we did I forget what giveaways we did. I think we did some stuff with Ryle as well. But anyways, so that's how I got to know Jonathan. But uh, why don't we go and pray and then we'll get to know him a little bit. And we're gonna be talking about this new work institute and we'll get the uh, official name, title, and everything that's going on with them through the Cornerstone Reform Church uh, here in a minute. But let's go ahead and pray. So Father, we just thank you for this time and for good conversation. I thank you for a friend with Jonathan and uh, for a co-laborer in our city. It's exciting to see what you're doing. Through this new through this new work, through training up men and women uh, to be effective in your kingdom work and in this world, and uh, we're excited to see all that you're going to be doing. I pray that you lead this conversation. I trust you're going to, and I pray that this would be fruitful. I pray that there would be some attention drawn to this new work, to this new institute, and that uh, this would be helpful for them. And uh, we trust that you're going to lead in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about your family a little bit. You got a bunch of kiddos running around over there at your place and and, uh, he's gonna let me hunt at his house. So excited (laughs) about that. And then tell us what you're doing. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, So uh, as you mentioned, name's Jonathan Anderson. Um, Not originally from this area. So Southern Illinois is a new place for us to live. Uh, been, uh, Been married, coming up on 14 years, my wife, Stacy. We have six kids, our five oldest are boys and then our youngest is a girl. Um, We lived in Louisville, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. uh, where we met when we were both going to Boyce College, Um, probably aware that the undergraduate for Southern Mm -hmm. uh, Theological Seminary. So we met there, graduated in 2008, and we basically lived in Louisville. Um, I had a job at Charter Communications, um, started as a you know, my last year of college after we got married, right. working that late shift, and then eventually worked myself up in the company and was whatever you got to do, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, was a manager of a service recovery and compliance team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with just various life changes and events that happened in our life, we uh, looked at moving uh, out of Louisville. And then um, with um, Pastor Bill Smith, as you yep. mentioned, at Cornerstone Reform Church, uh, he took a call here. and so we in places that we were looking um he was your your pastor and yes he was my that's the connection yes he was our former pastor in louisville um and then uh so we decided after looking at various places that we would move here so we came here in uh august of 2019 Mm -hmm. um came without knowing what to expect (laughs) uh we we moved here after i i quit my job in Mm -hmm. louisville uh didn't have a job lined up here just. Trusting that the Lord would help us to find something as we were seeking to be in a faithful church and uh, was able to get a job here in the area after a couple months. And then with that, um, now sitting here with you to talk about uh, my new position, which mm-hmm. is executive director of the Cornerstone Work and Worldview Institute.
0: Okay, exciting. Okay, let's uh, talk through this. So, really, there's so few people moving into Illinois.
1: Yes, so true. it has to be a
0: real reason to move into Illinois, and a healthy church, a good church with a good pastor is one of those reasons. Mm-hmm. And yes. I've come to appreciate Bill a lot, and uh, I love that we have people moving in. I've, I've been talking to some folks about moving here, mm-hmm. and it is kind of a hard sell. You yes. know, you've got income taxes out the wazoo, you got property taxes out the wazoo. By the way, why don't you go ahead and move to Illinois and join the work? Uh, after hearing exactly. that good news, um, so you got five boys and you got a little girl yes. who's very well protected.
1: Yes, very yes. well. Yeah.
0: We we teach our boys boys worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love, oh. and so they're learning to be protectors. And now they've got mm-hmm. a little daughter, and and so uh, that's fun thinking through that. Okay. okay. So why don't you tell us about the new, uh, do you call
1: it a school? Do you call it an institute? I mean, that's in the name, yeah, but, uh, we're calling it an Institute. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is, a, a place of learning. So in a sense, it's a school, but, um, we'll call it the Institute because of the, um, work that we're trying to do. So mm-hmm. the mission of the cornerstone work and worldview Institute is to, uh, basically to, uh, build the kingdom mm-hmm. by equipping Christian students, With a Trinitarian worldview, Mm -hmm. and then also vocational competencies. Um, So what we're trying to weld together is a strong foundation in the faith, Mm -hmm. as well as on the job skills that they develop through apprenticeship, internship, and then also vocational mentoring, Mm -hmm. uh, to help them and direct them and how to implement their faith to their work. So that They understand that all that they do in their labor and their work is for the glory of God as unto the Lord. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping our church is partnered now with with the Institute, and I'm hoping to get some mentors and mentorees where I'm able to, to, you know, as they come along and and get some training in the field. Uh, I'm looking forward to partnering with you guys. I I think there's a unique connection with New St. Andrews. We were talking the other day. I loved hearing that story. Why don't you lay out where the origins of this idea came from? And because for me, that was
1: fascinating. I think it'd be fascinating to those that are tuning in. Yeah. As you mentioned, um, what we're doing is different. There are already great Christian schools, Mm -hmm. uh, great Christian colleges. New St. Andrews is one of them. Not many, but they're out there. (laughs) New St. Andrews is great. And our attempt is not to be a replacement for New St. Andrews. It's to provide uh, provides another option for mm-hmm. Christian students so that they're not, uh, so that they have the opportunity to continue their Christian education and also get those, uh, as I mentioned, on the job skills yeah. in a, uh, in a culture that's not anti-Christian mm-hmm. like most, uh, universities these days. Yeah. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is provide another option for, Students that may not be a fit for the existing, good, great Christian colleges that are available, mm-hmm. and so as we mentioned, this is um, this uh, idea was a lot of the the brainchild of uh, Roy Atwood, who helped with starting New Saint Andrews and was um, the president or director or whatever the term was of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that school for a long time and then after you know stepping down from that he had a desire to kind of provide another option for the students that weren't necessarily a good fit for new St Andrews they wouldn't thrive there. Uh, But they still need a Christian education and they need to understand how their work and their labor is tied to their faith in Christ, Uh, and so he had this idea of uh, this type of Institute that would weld and meld those two things together a, mm-hmm. a strong foundation in the faith strengthen their worldview mm-hmm. but also equipping them to be faithful stewards of their vocation whatever yep. it is that god called them to yep. and uh, as a member he was a member of cornerstone reform church here in Carbondale for a while and he thought it would be a great place to try to implement this mm-hmm. um and so with also the aid and uh buy-in of those uh, in the area, right. They decide to move forward with us. Yeah.
0: I love it. Uh, I think it's crucial for churches to think multi-generationally. And I think this is from, from knowing
1: mm-hmm.
0: the theological backbone of Cornerstone reformed, you're thinking that way, you're yes. thinking about 30 years down the road, 50 years down the road, 150 years down the road, what this may accomplish from generation to generation. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting time to start a new work like this, because it does require, a uh, a lot and mm-hmm. when you're thinking about even the legality of something like this it can be kind of daunting in illinois you know what are the implications of starting an institute right now um so what are the what are some of the ways i talked to my buddy my, my buddy brian just last week about starting a school in utah they're mm-hmm. starting a, a grade school through through uh i think it's k through 12 is what they're starting and they're being wise and and pretty cunning about how they're doing it Uh, to not draw unnecessary attention to themselves. So how are you guys going to avoid some of the regulations that would be placed upon SIU? Mm -hmm. Uh, Say they come to you and say, all your students have to wear masks, social distancing, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys avoiding that? I mean, what are you, what are you doing to, how are you doing a workaround in, in, Getting around some of the red tape
1: kind of stuff yeah um well one of the things would be uh we're not a college so in that sense we're not a school so right. we've we're not a college we're not going through any accreditation board or mm-hmm. any type of as you would say red tape what mm-hmm. this is is an opportunity for young men and women who want to develop their christian faith but also work you yeah. know with their hands mm-hmm. to provide them an this opportunity. So the credentials at the end of the day won't be a piece of paper that says, right. you have graduated from this institution, and then you put that on your resume, it will yeah. be the character that they've built, mm-hmm. their maturity and their faith, and the skills that they have to offer to the marketplace. Yeah. And ideally, that'll yeah. be seen through their internships and uh, and apprenticeships with the businesses that we're partnering with, because mm-hmm. that's one of the key things that we're we're trying to do as well is we're partnering with churches and ministries, like, like you mentioned, we're partnering with your church. Mm -hmm. But we're also partnering with businesses, um, trying to find Christian business owners who want to be invested in this vision as well, who understand the importance of having good godly workers and how that helps their business. Mm -hmm. When you have honest, Employees with Mm -hmm. integrity who understand that they're not working just for a paycheck—they're working because they know that this is part of their labor in the kingdom. Yeah, that they're doing it for the glory of God and that it—the honor of Christ is at stake in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's how we're going to avoid those type of things: is that this is not going to. We're, we're not going to try to attract the attention of accreditation boards yeah, and right uh the educational institutions of the state so that yeah, will be the good. ways in which well i mean i
0: was talking to another guy who was telling me that there's a lot of micro what they're calling micro schools that are mm-hmm. starting throughout the state that it's kind of a glorified co-op mm-hmm. homeschool co-op and people are finding creative ways to do this and i think you guys are doing that as well we're using wisdom that mm-hmm. this isn't going to be a this is going to be very equipping to the students that go through it and i would be willing to bet that these students will come come out and do very well in life mm-hmm. with the training that they're getting and receiving uh and i love what you guys are doing i think it's great i think we, we need more people thinking along these lines uh, you know honestly if a student is prepared why does it matter there's a certain place for accreditation right but if you can have an accredited degree without competencies and a skill set exactly. to live life right i would Ten times out of ten, take the lack of accreditation, the lack of the formal degree and a son or a daughter that's competent to to live life and be skilled to live life with a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And I would choose that ten times out of ten. So I love it. Okay, so you're partnering with people like electricians as well. You're so years ago, I I listened to uh, Art of Manliness episode with Mike Rowe. So he was on there talking about. What he called the blue collar crisis of America, or something mm-hmm. like that. And he said, uh, for instance, we have massive infrastructure needs in this country, and within the next 15 years, we're going to have all these trades, and everybody's going to be retiring. These baby boomers holding these jobs like plumbers, electricians, uh, you know, concrete workers, road builders, all all those kind of jobs, mm-hmm. uh, even guys that build. Um, you know, like commercial construction guys that are up building bridges and that kind of thing. He's like, there's there's not going to be where the crisis is. We're not going to have anybody to do it He said, uh, go out and try to call a plumber right now, see how long it takes to get there for the plumber to get there. And he said in 15 years, he said, not only is it going to take two weeks for your plumber to get there, but they're going to be making not just triple digits. I mean, they're going to be making gobs and gobs of money because the demand will be so high. And so he started um a plan to get people into these trades, mm-hmm. and I love that you're pairing. Okay, be thinking on what are the needs in the world. How can you get this these durable trades that are out there? There's a new book I want to read called "Durable Trades," mm-hmm. um, and actually, a mutual friend Eric just interviewed. Yeah, a guy. Yes, that, uh, okay. So he just <laughs> in Hardman podcast or is that or the Wilderness Warrior? He interviewed this guy. Okay. about durable trades. You'd like that? I think it's, it's, it's a good that. book. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, but uh, pairing then <laughs> worldview with go spend time with an electrician for the next six months or three months or however long it is. And uh, that's awesome. I think it's going to be great. So uh, how's the reception been? How how have people been responding? How's it going so
1: far? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really good. And as you mentioned, um, so um, that's what we're we're trying to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So our program for full-time students is going to be that three-year, is a three-year program where um, they, in that first year, they uh, have the initial kind of work their way into the internship. Mm -hmm. uh, And then the second year, where half the time is focused on their internship to the third year being primarily related to their, uh, the internship apprenticeship that they're involved in. And uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to not, uh, we don't want to just focus on trades Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of excluding other people who may be great at entrepreneurial skills mm-hmm. related to web design or, um, you know, marketing or things like that, that they could, they could do. But uh, yes, it's going to be the idea of welding them to someone mm-hmm. who can mentor them through the process, and then partnering with a business. And so right now, we're per- currently partnering with three businesses in uh, the area, we're working on getting more, we've uh, had lots of communications with a lot of companies that are very interested. But getting that final yes we we've signed on we're still working through getting those agreements with them but right now we have as you mentioned we do have uh a i electrical supply which is in southern illinois we have esi steel which mm-hmm. is a steel fabricator and manufacturer that's in salem and okay. then we have integritas physicians uh services so basically a medical yeah. staff yes yeah. uh, that is um that provides um emergency room doctors for the surrounding hospitals in the area that that's partnering with us. Okay, so we are, uh, we are going and moving and Mm -hmm. getting those partners. And we have several in the area that are very interested. And so um, that's one thing that if anybody who's listening knows anybody, they don't have to be local. Mm -hmm. Um, If they if they like the idea and want to partner with this, um, then they can reach out to us and we can work with Mm -hmm. that business or if they're a business owner um, on trying to work together on helping with uh, partnering Mm -hmm. so that we can be mutually beneficial to one another yeah it's good so somebody's tuning in they're
0: like i like this where can they find out more information and if there is a father and a mom listening in watching in they're thinking boy i think that this could be good for my son yeah so What's the process taking applications? Because I know yes. the fall things start in the fall. Yes, you already yes, got some students.
1: Yes, we're starting in October. Um, will be the beginning of our first year. Uh, it'll be the and it'll be first year. quick, man. Yes, it will be here very quickly. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, if there are any anyone who's interested in partnering, whether it's a business or a church ministry or um, a financial uh, donor, as well as anyone who's interested in um, enrollment um, then go to our website it's cornerstonework.org. okay and what um what they can do there is their their steps to sign so you can submit an interest form mm-hmm. um, so that we can then have a conversation to make sure that it's a good fit because like yeah. like we talked about it might not be what you're looking for mm-hmm. and we may be able to direct you somewhere else that might be better suited for you or you might have just more questions you want to know like what will this look like and i can provide and we can assist with providing additional details on what it what it may look like um as well as you know maybe you're maybe they're out of state and they want to know what it's like here we can Mm -hmm. also provide some additional details about what life like what life is like in southern illinois um and then also on the website we have a partner form that if you're a business or a church or a ministry you can fill out and then we Mm -hmm. can reach out to you and um we can discuss how we want to do this um and then also recently added a, a donate option so if anybody has uh, oh, you millionaires any, out yes, there exactly there anyone anyone who has any money or uh, wants to see this succeed um you can go to the website as well and donate okay um room and board you're working out like families that are going to look them in students yes is that going to work uh we're still working through how that's gonna how that's gonna uh paying out in the sense of uh, how we'll make that work. Um, mm-hmm. So those details are still being worked on. Okay. Um, but as I mentioned, and as um, you've said, um, we can always discuss those things further mm-hmm. uh, and try to work something out um, because there's always a way to work something out if somebody yeah. has difficulty. Right.
0: That's yeah, exciting. Okay, one more thing and we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, so financial aid kind of stuff, because it's not going to to be federally funded or anything like that. Say there's a student and a family, they're really interested, really want to go, but they really are short on Mm -hmm. the means to, to be able to pay for it. So are there
1: scholarships? How would they go about doing that kind of stuff? Are you guys still working that out? (laughs) Yeah, we're still working that out. So, so roughly the way to, um the way to look at it is it's going to be a little under seven thousand dollars a year which if you look at all the pricing across various other colleges or institutions it's uh compared to a four-year out of state that's (laughs) that's nothing compared to that um and then even compared to most community colleges it's going to be comparable depending upon your area Mm -hmm. Uh, the average two-year community college is around Seven thousand dollars as well. So we're trying to get it to a place to where, if somebody was going to be going to a community college, this is going to be roughly the equivalent cost. Right. Um, But uh, we don't have things worked out yet with uh, financial aid. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be um, kind of a case by case basis. We don't, as you said, we don't have. Funding from the federal government to say yes, this person can get this much money mm-hmm. because of these uh, circumstances in their life. Yeah. But um, as I mentioned, if anybody looks at that price tag and is thinking, "I don't know if I could do that," still reach out. reach out. Yeah. And as was said, we can always review and see. It's no guarantees, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, it would be something that we we'd, we'd want to work with somebody to try to see what could happen, what yeah. we could do. Um, because, you know, we want to be able to be a resource to people and help them. And if it's not going to fit here, maybe we can find them somewhere else to go.
0: Well, I'm excited. I'm thankful that you guys are doing this. And quite honestly, I mean, I wish that I could have gone through something like this when I was younger. I didn't understand how life worked (laughs) until I was there was something I think that there was some sort of cognitive delay in me and figuring out basics of life. I knew basketball. I knew, (laughs) I mean, all things sports. I knew how to, to, to have fun with buddies, but I didn't understand finances. I didn't understand how to, to talk with adults. I didn't know how to conduct myself in a, in a, uh, really in a dignified manner in any way. And it took me till I was 23 or four to figure out how life worked at all. And this sort of practical training where it's not as much peer-to-peer influence, but you're getting mentor-mentoree influence, I think is going to be tremendously beneficial. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see how partnerships develop. Because one of the things that I'm I'm wondering is practically, you know, when churches talk about being unified, I always wonder, you know, well, what what makes you think we're not unified? Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to be, you know, doing a bunch of events a year with other churches right. to to be unified. I mean, I love the brothers and sisters in the, in our town. I love Cornerstone Reformed, but even with the the partnerships, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Okay, how practically is this going to develop? Yeah, and to be in on the front end, uh, I think it's going to be great. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how our church can can be a part of of what you know. And, and secretly, maybe not so secretly now that I'm talking to you, we <laughs> love Cornerstone Reformed. I mean, I love Bill. Love you guys, yeah. and I want our friendship and relationship yes. to continue to grow. And it's just been a lot of fun to learn from him. And so to be partnered in on the front end of this is really great. So guys, you got to look up this stuff. We'll put it in the show notes. um Look into the work that they're doing. If you have any students, just reach out. Reach out to Jonathan. I'll put his contact information there. You can call him morning, noon, night, three exactly. in the morning, whenever you want. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, um, and he'll be glad to talk to you about it. And this is great because it you you were. Plugging away at a factory, you know, I you was. found factory work and now you're doing something that's so neat. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure having a lot more fun than working at the factory. I mean, not that working at the factory isn't a great, great work, but this sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. And, um, you know, one final thought, as you mentioned, um, that's uh, what you mentioned that with not having those skills developed until you were, you know, mid 20s. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the ideal prospective student is young men and young women 17 to mid 20s who don't want to go to a traditional college mm-hmm. um, but still want something to so that they can mature in their faith
0: so uh this is live right here and i didn't turn my phone down so just one second okay
1: all right for the audio listeners i'll edit that out but all you video <laughs> listeners you get to see that right so uh students that age Uh, you know, 17 to mid 20s, who aren't looking for a traditional uh, college, but they're wanting to grow in their faith to have that firm foundation and then get those skills that will help them grow being mentored by those who have experience so that they can then grow in their own maturity as a person. And so um, if anybody knows anybody who would fit that mold and is interested as you said mm-hmm. please reach out we yep. would love to talk that's good all right guys well thanks so much for watching
0: slash listening and we've been talking to jonathan anderson appreciate it man
1: thank you so much for having yeah
0: me. it was great